welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 25th of March 2012, entitled The Race Continues, and the Bible reading is taken from Philippians chapter 3, verses 1 to 21. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. All right, I invite you to stand to honor the reading of God's Word, beginning in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the concision. For we are the circumcision, which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he, hath, that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I am more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Be found in him not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Now as though I had, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, Whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you, even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Father, thank you this evening. Thank you for the time that we can have here together. Thank you for your word. Now, Lord, we do pray that you'll take these next moments that you take and speak through us, that you would take, Lord, and speak to each heart that which needs to be heard. May you be glorified and honored in all that's done and said. In Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. 
Well, I was kind of playing around with a few different titles in my mind. I think I settled on The Race Continues. The race goes on. <laughs> um, you know, the truth is, is that as we look here, Paul is, he does oftentimes in Scripture in a number of places, uh, he uses athletics uh, to get across a point. He uses it to illustrate uh, something spiritual. Uh, and here in these passages, he is referring to life as a race. Uh, and that race continues on uh, because we're all still here. If you look just a few pages back in your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, look down in verse 24. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. We all run a race. We know that there is much, much, much preparation that is taking place for the Olympics this year. Those athletes, they're training and they're training and they're training, but I'll guarantee you this. I don't think that you would find one of them that's out there training day after day after day with the hopes of going out there to lose. They're going for a prize. You know, for them, they're gold, silver, and bronze. And they, they, they want that prize. They want to, to be on that podium. They don't want to just go out there and run the race not to win. They're running for their countries. Now, certainly some of them feel that they've got a better chance to win than others may. But I was also thinking of you, Panos, when I was reading this and just all these years of education and everything, and you've had that, uh, that prize, that goal that was set before you to, to get to. And I, and I know in talking that, you know, that, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's been a lot harder than others. Uh, but there was always that goal. There was times that I know that uh, he felt like saying no more. <laughs> it's just not worth it. But there was a goal that was set before him, and he said, no, I've done this to reach that goal. And, of course, after all these years, he's finally reached that goal. But guess what? Uh, the race continues. The race goes on. That's not the end of it. Uh, the race continues. And, you know, that's sort of, as I was reading through this, that's kind of what the Apostle Paul was, was saying about himself when he began to look. You know, he said, a lot, of you, a lot of you think that you've really attained a lot in this life. Well, if you think you've attained something, look at where I come from. Look at my stock. Look where I was educated. Look what I was doing. If somebody's got room to brag in this life and to count on what this life can do for them, then I'm more than any of you, he said. But he goes on to say, you know, he said, he said, gladly. I just count it all as dung, all as nothing, all as just rubbish in order to have the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing. And, of course, as we, as we look in this passage, he tells us here in verse 14, he said, I press 
toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I hope, you know, we, we even taught our children when they were younger to set goals, short-term goals and long-term goals. Matter of fact, the Bible also tells us that a man without a vision perishes. You know, we, we need to be working for something, towards something. But I think that what the Apostle Paul is trying to make so clear here is, yes, we have goals in this life and we can attain different levels, but the race goes on. There is a more important prize. There is a prize that ought to mean more to us than everything we could gain. You know, it's an honor. It's a privilege to be able to call, be called a doctor. It shows a lot of work that's gone in. But the truth is, is that in the Lord Jesus Christ, that's nothing to compare to what he can attain in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Apostle Paul had, had much to brag about in those things, but life was important. I, I want to give you three simple things. And I guess I think about this because I thought about the fact, and I guess we tend to think about it more often maybe around New Year's time and things like that. Birthday times, we tend to pass certain milestones. Why is it that it's more important when we turn 40 than when we turn 41? I don't know. <laughs> you know, why, why is it that, you know, that it's like, you know, we have all these anniversaries, and boy, each one is a real attainment for my wife, but... You know, why is it that you tend to think about those, you know, those, those 25s? And uh, I, got to, I got to notice it when I got to looking around for our anniversary. You know, I said, man, 35 is not really important. Nobody's got anything on 35, you know. <laughs> it's more important to reach 20 and 25 than it is to reach 35. You've got to wait till I don't know, 40 or 50 before, you, you know, it becomes important again. But there's milestones in life, and it, and it might be, in, in, it might be in, in, in the years that we're here. It might be in things that we attain. Certainly for Panos, this is a big milestone in his life. <laughs> Doesn't mean that uh, he's finished, but that's one big major milestone that, uh, uh, that he's passed. And, uh, uh, and you know, as we, as we pass these milestones, and we all pass them, uh, the truth is, is that uh, uh, there's one thing that they will help us to do. That's recollection. We pass milestones, it's a time to recollect because we have... Man, I made it. I made it. There might have been times that I didn't think that I was going to, but I made it. I don't know how many of you, but I, I can remember. I can remember all the way back to junior high school. It was a long time ago. I can remember on athletics day when everybody was out there and you had all these different races, all the different athletics. You, you know, you had the short races and you had the long uh, relays and uh, all the shot putting, the discus and all these different things, you know, and it was just, you know, everybody looked forward to it. And it was like, it was like three days. It was set up out of the year when it was, it was all athletics and all, everybody was out there all day long competing against each other and all these different things and whatnot. And I remember, you know, I kind of fancied myself to win that 100-yard dash. I guess it's a 100-meter dash now. I don't know. But uh, 
But you know, I, I can I can remember that 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 thrill of getting out there and getting down there and just knowing that you could do it. And man, that adrenaline start flowing. And, and and when you took off, there was only one thing in sight, and that was the finish line. And you was hoping you didn't see anybody else in your vision before you got to that line. That was all that you were focused on was getting to that finish line. And and just the the adrenaline flowing through you and whatnot, and the the accomplishment when you crossed that line and and you actually won. You know, it's something that uh, is special. But all through life, we set up different milestones. There's things that we set ourselves to do and to get to and to get past and all of that. But the thing is, is as Christians, folks, whatever milestones that we pass in this life, I'm saying to you that the race that we need to be focused on the most is the race that we're running for the Lord. And we don't run that race to lose. We run it to win. He said nobody gets in, 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 a, in, a, in a race just to, uh, to lose it. Everybody's running. But there's one prize. There's one winner at the end. Now, in our lives, we know that, uh, uh, of course, as we are going, you know, there is a goal that we're going for. Paul's gone through it here as he looks forward to that day when he finished off there in that verse 21, who shall change her vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Recollection. You see here, Paul is thinking back over his own life. In verses 4 and 5, he's talking about his his heritage, his home, his family, where he came from. Guess what? All of you came from somewhere, didn't you? <laughs> our heritage, our homes are different, but they're all important. They've all helped make you who you are today. He thinks back to his, his religious background there in those verses. In verse 6, his religious activity, which, you know, I mean, here's a guy, you know, I mean, he had... He had a lot of zeal, and he was out there. He thought it was a great thing. He was doing God a great favor by persecuting the church. I find that he looks back, though, <laughs> verses 7 to 11. Well, that was the big event in his life. You see, I wonder this evening, where are, wherever any of us are in this life, the race continues. As we recollect, as we look back, and it might be all the way back to our, to our childhood, to our growing up, to the things that have happened in the past, the things we've accomplished in the past, the things we haven't accomplished in the past, but there's one thing that we need to recollect and know for certain, and that's what the Apostle Paul is talking about here in verses 7 through 11. That's his conversion to Christ. <laughs> he said, what things were gained to me, those I counted loss. For Christ. I mean, man, in the world's eyes, he had all these wonderful things going for him. He had position. He had the respect of those around him. And yet he said, I count it all loss for Christ. You see, this evening, wherever we are in this race, one of the most important things that you can do at this point because Folks, you need to be running the race to win. You need to have a goal before you that you're running towards. And you can look back and you can see what things that have been there. You can recollect all these things. 
But the simple truth is, is that as we look back, not all of it's good, is it? There's things there sometimes. Have you ever had the devil pay you a little visit and kind of cause you to recollect something that you'd rather forgotten and never recollected again? Most of us have got sins in our past that we'd sooner forget. Can't go back. You can't change those things. You can't do those things. But I'll tell you this. If you focus upon the Lord Jesus Christ, if, if you can't recollect that point when everything else came nothing for him, the truth is, is we, if we can look back to that point and we can know with certainty, then we know whatever the devil throws up, whatever the devil tells us we can't do, we can have confidence. We can have the confidence of knowing. And folks, as we run the race, as the race continues in our life, I'm saying, you know, that we are going to recollect things, but make sure that you can recollect that you know. You know, you could, you could, you could come to Bethel every service, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You could be here for everything, every time the doors are open. You could have a good heart and, 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 and want to be living and doing what's right and doing good things, and boy, you definitely want to go to heaven one day. You definitely, you know, I mean, you know, I, I, I love God. You know, I don't, I don't want to do anything to hurt God. But I'm just asking you simply, your pastor this evening, can you recollect and know for certain, as the Apostle Paul did, when everything else, everything else in your past, when it all became nothing in comparison to having Christ, that was the most important thing. And you can recollect that day. When Christ came into your life. You see, don't let the devil cheat you out of the greatest blessing of all. Don't matter what you have or haven't done. You can have a list of the greatest things in the world or a list of the worst things in the world. It all has to come nothing in order to have Christ. Recollection. But then look, notice what he says here in, in verses 12 and 13. He says, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Now, he was just recollecting. But what's he saying here? Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before it's natural for us to recollect, and there's some things that we need to remember. But you see, there's something we need to recognize. We can't live in the past. We can't live in the past. If it, it might have been the best days of your life, but you can't go back there again. You know, one of the things that saddened me in, in, in I guess, a number of times over the years is when I've met Christians and I'm not judging as to whether they're really saved or not. I think many of them, many times, they were. But I've met Christians that the only testimony they had was what God had done 30 years ago or 40 years ago. Well, what did God do last year, last week, yesterday, today? You, you can't live off what took place 30 or 40 years ago. 
Now, your salvation, you don't want to lose that. You can't lose that anyway. But I'm talking about living in the past. I'm talking about, you know, looking back and remembering the great days when, when God blessed in this way and God blessed in that way after you became a Christian. Paul says, forgetting those things, I've seen many people destroyed because of living in the past. I've seen people destroyed spiritually. I've seen people destroyed physically. Some of you may have experienced the same thing. I, I have known people in my life, wonderful people, people that I cared a lot for. They came to a point that they took their own life because they were living in the past. It might have been some pain. It might have been something that they, they had lost back there, something that they wished that they had done or something that they didn't. But the simple truth is, folks, you can't live in the past. He says, forgetting those things which are behind. And what does he say next? Reaching forth. Reaching forth. We find that, what's he talking about when he's talking about reaching forth? Well, I don't know if you've ever run in one of those long races or not. And you may have, you know, just, well, I mean, you ran in record form. You couldn't have done any better. You had the breathing down pat. You had the balance down pat. You were just smooth as silk out there running that last mile. But that won't get you through the next mile. That won't get you through the one that you're running right now. You see, the race continues. It didn't finish when you ran the last mile if you ran the best one that you've ever ran in your life. He says, reaching forth. Forgetting those things. Don't, don't try to live in what could have been or what was or what happened, but he says, reaching forth. Looking ahead. The race goes on. Maybe you did great last week, but you're in a race right now until the Lord takes you out of this life. You're in a race in this life, and you need to be running to win. Don't be living in the great spiritual days of 20 years ago or 30 years ago, but live in the now. And I want to give you one final one. Recollection, recognition, but here's one we use a lot of times in the new year, resolution. Resolution. Preacher, you believe in making resolutions? Well, most people be far, far better off not to make most of the resolutions they make because it just makes liars out of them anyway. <laughs> they make all these promises, but, you know, the Apostle Paul's not talking about that here. You see, he's not talking about what he can do in the flesh. And notice what he says here in verse 14. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press. It carries with it the, the idea of, of, of pursuing. It was something that was used in a metaphor in the races that he's giving us a picture of here of speeding on earnestly. I press towards the mark. He's giving it his all. He's not slacking up. He says, I press toward the mark. He's not wavering side to side. There is a finish line. 
And the only one that's going to win is the one that crosses the finish line. And he wants to cross the finish line. I don't know. I don't know where God may be placing a finish line in your life right now, what he's wanting you to cross. I can assure you this. There is one there because you're still here and God still has you here for a purpose. We can waste it. Too many Christians are sitting on the sidelines. God wants us to be in the race and he wants us to be in there to win. He wants us to be running. Lord, what's the goal that you want in my life right now? I know there's been good and bad in the past, but forgetting those things which are behind, I press toward the mark. I've got a new goal. Now, the Apostle Paul had a specific one here. He said, I press toward the mark. Notice those three words, for the prize. <laughs> yep, he sees the goal line, and he's going for it but he's going for the prize. He's going to make it. He's going to win it. Of course, the prize that those around would have recognized in that day would have been a similar type thing to what will be given out at the Olympics here in a few months. It was a way that they could be recognized for their achievement. But, of course, that's not the race that the Apostle Paul is talking about. He's using that metaphor, but he's in a spiritual race. And he's going to forget those things which are behind, and he's going to get out there, and he's earnestly going to run. He is going to press towards that mark. He's going to give it it all. He sees the goal in sight, and he's not going to give up. There's a prize to be had, and he's going for the prize but he's going for the right prize. What prize was he going for? For the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. For the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You see, he sees the position of the goal. He knows what the goal is. The prize is not the high calling but it's something that will be bestowed in virtue of, in relation to, to that high heavenly calling. We have a much higher calling in life than what this earth can give us. We are children of the king. We're running for him. We're running for a prize that is, is far superior. You know, what an awesome, what an awesome honor that it would be to stand on that platform as, as many of those athletes do. And, and you know, I respect that, the, the training and, and, and the, the, the discipline that it takes for them to be able to get out there and to accomplish what they accomplish. It's great. Every one of us, as the children of God, we are in a race that is far more important than the Olympics that will be run in a few months. Panos, you got a prize coming to you for that hard work. We used to call them sheepskins. They probably put it on paper now. I don't know. Instead of sheepskin. It shows that there was a prize. There was a goal. He made it to the goal. The prize that he's going to get for that is something that he can be proud of for the rest of his life. Retaining that. 
That's worthy. You know, the simple truth is, is that a lot of people don't get anywhere in life because they're not headed anywhere in life. They're not trying to get anywhere. J.C. Penny, Frenchman. J.C. Penny's is one of the largest department stores in the United States of America. I remember reading about Mr. Penny. Mr. Penny was in his 70s when he founded that company. And I forget, it was some ludicrous, crazy number of times that he had gone busted and lost everything that he had, and he had failed, and he had failed, and he had failed, and he had failed, and he had failed. He got up and started again. <laughs> I remember reading, and I can't remember the number now. Peter, you're good with numbers. Mr. Edison, how many times was it that he found out how not to make a light bulb. <laughs> I mean, he was some crazy thousands of times that he tried to get this, this, this filament, this, this light bulb to work. And somebody asked him one day, he said, you know, said, doesn't it get you down all this failure of just never making it? And he says, no. He said, I'm learning. I can show you whatever it was, 2,000, 3,000 ways how not to make a light bulb. <laughs> He's gaining something from it all the time. He had a goal. He was going to get to it. He was going to get there, and he was going to make it work. Why can't we have that same tenacity in our spiritual lives? What does God want of us? What does God want with our lives? It's great to respect the accomplishments in this life, but those things need to be small feet in comparison to what God wants with our life. What does God want to do with you and with me? Have you got your eyes on the goal? Do you know where God's taking you? You see, that prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, that heavenly prize. Bible talks about crowns that we will win for different things in this life. Ah, there's a whole lot of things there that that, that we don't fully understand, and we do an awful lot of speculating and and try to figure it out, the simple truth is, is that there's no question that there are going to be rewards that are going to be handed out at the judgment seat of Christ. There are crowns that are going to be won. And I'm like, I'm sure some of you, as we've talked about it before, you know, I, <laughs> what are we going to need in heaven? <laughs> what good's another crown going to do in heaven? We... We won't have to be worried about pride, so we can't be proud of it. <laughs> I believe the greatest benefit of them is that we can't even begin to comprehend. You know the joy of giving somebody that you love something that makes them happy. You see, we will have won those prizes only when our attitude, not when we're winning them for ourselves, when we're winning them for him. And when we've won them for him, I don't think your mind can even begin to go there. You know, I think this, one of the saddest things would be to stand before Jesus Christ one day. He doesn't expect anything from you. He did it all for you. But to have nothing to give him. It's just a thank you gift. You know, somebody ever done something really special for you and you just had to show you gratitude? Who's ever done anything as special as Jesus has for you? I think those crowns will make a wonderful gift because we're running the race for him anyway. So I just want to encourage you this evening. Folks, the race continues for all of us. 
I guess as I was reading that passage and I, I was thinking of the Olympics and I read through there the Apostle Paul and I began to think about Panos. <laughs> I began to think about all the work that's gone in and the great achievements. And, you know, I think he knows we've told him, you know, that he's like family to us and we're, we're extremely proud of him for the hard work and the discipline that it took to get there. But Panos, what you already got in Christ <laughs> is worth more than all those degrees you could ever hang on the wall. The thing is, who knows where that degree might take him, the doors that it might open, but that's nothing compared to the doors that the Lord will open. That's nothing compared, you know, that if God has a path to follow, if we know God's will for our lives, where God is wanting to take us, we've got our eyes set on the, the goal, the finish line, one day there'll be a finish line when we'll be like Jesus. But I believe there's the race continues, and there's, there's goals that we have in life as we go through that the Lord will show us, that's where I want you. That's the way I want you to go. That's the next step in your life. And folks, we need to set our eyes on the goal, and we need to run to win because the Lord's the one that's put us in that race. <laughs> He's the one that's pointed us to the finish line. We need to get out there and press towards that mark. Run earnestly. Give it all that we've got and run for the prize, not for the earthly prize, but the prize of the, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There's no greater reward. There's nothing in life that will bring you more peace. The race continues. Thank God. Know that you're in the race. Know that you're in the right race. <laughs> There's a rat race out here in this world, and almost everybody we know is in the rat race. Problem is, if you're not real careful, the rat race can get you out of the real race. Your life can come so bogged down with all the, the temporal things of this life that you lose sight of the most important goal in life, the most important thing that your life can accomplish. And I'll guarantee you, the old devil will do everything that he possibly can to get your eyes on the wrong things. <laughs> He'll try his very best to keep you out of the right race. I don't care who you are here this evening. You know the Lord Jesus Christ. He's got a special place for you. If you don't know him, he wants you to know him. He's waiting for you. He's already, he's already offering you the greatest prize of all, and that's eternal life in him. But Christians, you're special to him. He's got a race for you to run, and it's not the rat race that this world wants to get you bogged down in that'll take away all your joy and all your peace. You're not going to enjoy life that way. You'd be so miserable you won't want to live with yourself. <laughs> you ever been that miserable? I've been so miserable my wife didn't want to live with me, amen. <laughs> you can't enjoy life when it's this world that's getting all your energies getting all your attention, and God wants to do so much for you. God's got a place for you. That's the race you need to be focusing on above all others. Father, thank you this evening, Lord, for this simple passage that most of us have read many times and pondered different thoughts from it. Lord, I pray this evening that you just help us. And Lord, just these simple thoughts that we were looking at this evening, 
Lord, we can all recollect the things of the past. Some of it will be good. Some of it will be bad. The truth is, is that we can't go back and we can't run that race and we can't live in that life. We need to recognize that we're living in today. Lord, I think we need to make the right kind of resolution, not for what we do in our flesh, but, Lord, we need to be determined to press towards the mark, to run for the prize, to go for the greatest prize of all, the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So I pray, Lord, that you just take and encourage tonight. Lord, allow each one here to grasp and understand. They might be living a mundane, and it may seem like that, you know, life is just so boring and life doesn't really seem to be giving them much. Lord, I pray that you would show them that spiritually, the spiritual race, you can use everyone. You will use everyone. You want to use all of us. So, Lord, I pray that you would just take and encourage, speak to hearts this evening. We give you the praise and honor for it in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you.